Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast. Doug and Renee, Married, Married Life. Life. Hello everybody, welcome back. Welcome back, Mrs. Cotter. Yes, I'm not Mrs. Cotter. I'm no. Mrs. Dantzler. Okay, that was just a figure speech. Everybody TV doesn't show. know what that show is. TV anyway, show. welcome back. Welcome back. We are so glad to have you back with us this week. And before we get started talking about this week's topic, mm-hmm. we'd like to talk about our project. Our project, yay. yay! So we've been talking about this project for some time, and mm-hmm. that project is our book. Our book. His story. Her story. God's glory. God's glory. Yes. So do you want to give them a little teaser about our book? Well, it's our book. <laughs> <laughs> it's our story. It's our story. Just a snippet. But very, it's a, it's a snippet. And what we tried to do was give our accounts of the same events. Yes. Yes. And I don't think I've ever read that read it in the book have or uh, seen a book do it right, that way right so we're basically giving our vantage point mm-hmm. <clears throat> or our perspective our perspective yeah on certain situations that yeah. occurred in our marriage mm-hmm. and i love the foreword was written by elders david and brenda, brenda holder, holder mm-hmm. to god be the glory and one of the beautiful things that they said about it which is so true in the foreword is it is a no sugar coated read. Yes. So we keep it real and I we keep it gonna, relative <laughs> and we keep favorite. it raw. <laughs> <laughs> Got to throw that in there. We keep it real relative and raw. Mm-hmm. Um, we are being very transparent and sharing uh, part of our story. We certainly in 33 years couldn't cover everything. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely, if you like a little drama, if you like a soap opera and you like some inspiration yeah. and encouragement, you're going to get a little bit of all of that well, in you, this book. Well, you know how to, mm-hmm. you know how to end, you know how the book ends because we're, we're doing the podcast. Right. So right, that's, right. that you see how it ends, but getting to people who've been following us and listening to this podcast for the last four months, we've been telling you that you won't believe the story. And then when, when you read the book, you're like, oh my God. God really kept them, and now they're doing this podcast. Right, right, so right. I'm excited. I am, I am tremendously excited about the launch of our first book together. Yes. Yeah. So stay tuned. It is launching in September, mm-hmm. uh, yes. which is in a couple of days. But <laughs> we will give you the exact date. We will have a live. Uh, Facebook launch yes, in this, um, this virtual world that we're living mm-hmm. in and a live Instagram for our book launch. So stay tuned for yeah, that. Yeah, we spared no expense. Yes. Hey. <laughs> 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 hey. But God is still going to get the mm-hmm. glory out of our story. So uh, we hope you will uh, make an investment in your marriage. Yep. Your, if you're single, you can definitely gain definitely uh, some insight, some yep. wisdom, some some do's and some don'ts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> from our this book, book, our book is not just for married couples. Yes, but it because is, we're married, because we're married, yeah, it's about our marriage. Yeah, but there are a lot of little nuggets that single people can glean out absolutely, of it. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're not married and you don't want to be married, but you just want to read something that's juicy, get the book. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a book for everybody. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Thank and you. And we look forward to you uh, your feedback on the book. Okay. So this week we are still talking about covenant, commitment, contract. Yes. And contract. And we've also, we added some additional C's. Um, last week we threw in convenience. Yes. Yeah. And um, this week we have some more C's yes. that we're going to put in with. Um, yes. But before covenant. we give them that, mm-hmm. um, last week we also added uh, connected and closeness. Yes. And uh, the Lord dropped this scripture in my spirit that I wanted to share in Ecclesiastes 4 and 12. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So you need God to connect the two of you together, to keep you two bound together, because that third cord is Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that would give me the impression that God is telling us that we need him to hold it together. We need him for marriages to stay close together. We need to stay close to God because he is that strand, that third strand, that missing element mm-hmm. that a lot of marriages uh, need. So I would dare ask yourselves, because we did do a an altar call a couple of podcasts ago for those who aren't saved, because you need Christ in your life uh, just generally speaking, but then when you're married, you need him to help be the glue to bind you and your spouse together. So it's important to uh, remember that you need to stay close to the God to stay connected to your spouse. And I, I'm sorry. I was going to say in both stay connected to God. If you want to be close to your spouse, you know, stay connected to God, which will keep you connected to your spouse. Yes. And one of the things when you, when you were talking, the one of the things I, I thought about was how, how do you, how can you have a godly marriage if you don't have the God of the marriage in your marriage? Right. You know, and it's some, and, and even, and I'm not saying um, Christians, people who don't believe, who people who believe in God, believers don't go through things and don't get divorced. Um, but what I'm saying is sometimes you just have to yield to the Holy spirit and we're so, caught up on, I want to get my way or my feelings or um, what about me? What about me? What about me? That we, you know, we don't yield to the Holy spirit in our marriage and we just want what we want. It it comes back to what you always talked about being selfish or selfless mm-hmm. in marriage. And that's, that's what I thought of when you were talking about um, that when God is, you know, a three code, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a strand intertwines with the other two, mm-hmm. if you ever looked at a strand of anything, and so they intertwine. And it is it is so, it's easy to leave. It's hard to stay. Yes. And that, I think that takes that's- commitment. Yeah. Back to mm-hmm. another C that we talked about. Yeah. You have to stay committed enough to be able to stick through adversity mm-hmm. and trouble and disappointment. Yeah. And when you're not getting your way, all of that requires commitment, not just being committed to yourself, mm-hmm. but being committed to the cause, the cause of marriage because of Christ. 
And it's just a season. Whatever you're going through is just a season. No matter where you are listening to this podcast at in the world, no season lasts forever. Whether it's summer, winter, spring, fall, it does not last forever. So you just have to, you know, sometimes you just have to outlast the season. That's, you know, when I remember when um when uh, our youngest son passed, my buddy gave me a piece of advice. He said, just win the day. That's all you got to do. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about a week from now. Just win the day. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are going through um, a season, a turbulent season in your marriage and coming back to the scripture, I would say just win the day. That's all you got to do. Don't don't worry about anything else. Right. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Because sometimes we're so focused on so far ahead and that we lose sight of the now and it's important for you to cherish the moments that you have and just stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. Don't be so fixated on the future that you lose sight of the now, because sometimes we we miss out on beautiful things happening right at this moment or teachable moments, something God may want us to get or glean from what we're going through right now. When you was talking about seasons real quick and then we could go on, I was thinking about how you love the winter. You love cold weather. Yes, I do. And I prefer summer. Yes, you do. And <laughs> I have to endure the winter because it's just a season. And although the way the seasons operate now, winter may be a little bit longer, winter may be a little bit shorter. I don't like having on the coats, the gloves and, and being cold, but I endure it. Mm-hmm. I don't stay in the house and cover my head under the covers and say, you know, let me know when spring arrives. Yep. We have to keep it moving. We have to keep it going. Marriage is the same seasons. You're going to have seasons that you don't like, but those are the seasons where you're going to have to tough it up. And like I say, put your, your big girl drawers on, put, put your big boy drawers on and keep it moving. Yeah. And the thing about seasons, since we're talking about seasons that Lord just gave me, is that everybody goes through seasons and the enemy will try to paint a picture in your mind that you're the only couple going through this. And that devil is a liar. Oh, it's always going to be like, it's always going to be like this and not, not to do a shameless plug on our book. But when you read our book, you will see that we went through seasons. And and we talk about seasons in our book, you know, for them specifically. But um, if we would have given up back then, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Exactly. And so, Everybody goes through seasons. You know, we live in we live in Maryland and right now it's summer, you know, going into fall. But everybody in my neighborhood in Maryland, you you're going to have the summer. You're going to have hot weather. You're going hazy, hot, and humid. That's usually the weather for Maryland in the summer. Hazy, hot and humid. Everybody has that the same weather, the same season. So the enemy will paint a picture in your mind that you're the only couple going through this. It's always going to be like this. No, it's not. It's just a season that you have to go through and to get to wherever God is trying to take you to. Because you cannot have a test. You cannot have a testimony without a test. And so you have to be conscious of that. Okay. So today we have added a couple of C words for your consideration. (laughs) for your listening. And um, we have added 
chosen. Chosen. And change. And we may, like last week, if you oh, tuned we into last more. week, we may um, throw in some more C words yeah. uh, for you to consider, which is another C word. <laughs> <laughs> but we certainly want um, you to just hear us out for a few more moments mm-hmm. on chosen and change. Okay. So um, you, th- you threw me off. So chosen and change. All right. So in... Matthew 22 and 1 through 14. In the Amplified uh, Version, it talks about the the parable of the marriage feast. And so um, when read this at your leisure. I'm not going to go through the entire thing. But when you get down to um, verse 12, and it says, And he said, Friend, how did you come in here without wearing the wedding clothes? Again, this is the parable of the marriage feast. And so the person um, came to the feast and he didn't change his clothes and he came in with um, an old mindset. That's how I like to look at this. And going down to verse 14, it says, for many are called, but few are chosen. So this is where that scripture comes from. Many are called, but few are chosen. So one of the things you have to be mindful of is change and you have to change the way you you think about marriage and that's what we've been trying to impart for the last, I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast is you cannot look at the world to give you a realistic picture of marriage. Mm. And sometimes you can't even look at family members, <clears throat> excuse me, to give you a realistic, a godly picture of marriage. You have to go back to the source. You have to go back to God's word and say, God, what did you design marriage to be? And am I fitting, am I going to fit the image that you, God, have for marriage? And so um, the parable of marriage feast, it talks about, again, I'm just, I just want to give you time to find it in Matthew 22, 1 through 14. And verse 12, he talks about, you have to change your clothes. You know, the person came to the feast, old mindset, old garment. And I know the Bible talks about putting on the whole armor of God, putting on the whole armor of uh, the parable, not the parable, breastplate of righteousness, mm-hmm. helmet of salvation, the whole armor. And it talks about um, changing your garments. And I'll, I'll find these scriptures for you. I promise you I will. But if you don't change your mindset or change your mentality, you'll bring your old worldly views, thoughts, traditions into marriage, and then you'll expect God to do something that he is not going to bless because you have to change your mindset. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So you you have to change your mindset. You have to change your mentality. And you have to be um, very, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say conscientious, but you have to be very focused on um, he's what, all over my he's all over my notes. I was gonna throw that word in, but go ahead. <laughs> Very focused on what you're doing. Conscience. Conscious? Very focused on what you're aware. doing. Oh, very yeah, yeah. Very aware of what you're doing and and when it comes to marriage. So those are a couple of C words. Actually it was three called chosen and change. 
I want to also admonish you to change the way you look at your spouse. Uh, Sometimes we look at our spouses um, at what they're doing and because they do it different. And remember, we talked about celebrating your spouse's difference instead of saying, well, I wouldn't do it that way or I don't like. Remember, your spouse is your ministry. So if you are a wife, remember to look at him as the leader, even if he's not operating fully in that role as God intended, you have to call another C word, call those things (laughs) that be not as though they were. You're going to have to speak that leader into existence. You're going to have to claim it. You're going to have to blab it and grab it. You're going to have to decree it and declare it. And you're going to have to believe it. And you're going to have to start to change the way you look at your spouse. You're going to have to look at your spouse through the lens of God, not through our lens, Mm -hmm. because we look sometimes with with prejudice or with judgmental eyes. And the Bible is clear, judge righteousness. So when you're looking at your spouse, change the way you look at them, change the way you think about them and change your attitude towards them. And you have to change the way you see yourself. When you were talking, I thought about, you know, in the children, when Moses sent out the spies, um, the 12 spies, and 10 of them came back with a bad report. And they were like, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. And so you have to change how you see you, you know, because if I don't change how I see me, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. I have to change how I see Duck first and foremost. And so... Um, change. The Bible is clear. Um, you have to change again. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. You have to change how you see your spouse. And again, when you read our book, you'll see the changes we went through. And again, we can't document everything. We can't put everything in the book, 33 years in the book, but you'll see the changes we went through. And some, to bring about a change. To bring about a change, yeah. There's, you know, the caterpillar and the butterfly. You know, you got you got a metamorphosis. And you, only thing that's constant is change. You will change. Your spouse will change. That's that's a given. But then now it becomes what type of change? Is it going to be a change for the better or change for the worse? Mm-hmm. You're going to change. That's a given. No, and nobody the stays the same. Is, is up to you. Mm-hmm. It's up to you if it's going to be a change for the better or a change for the worse. Sometimes we are our own worst enemies because we are not trying to be change agents. We want to be we we want to sit back and our, wait for our spouse to change, wait for our spouse to get it right instead of us being the ones to try to set the example and do what needs to be done to bring about a change. There's a saying and I don't want to misquote it. Um, about be the change you wish to see, Um, Uh, something along those lines. But I think it's important for us to remember, sometimes we're always, you know, pointing the finger. um, But I always heard someone say that one finger is pointing at the other person, but you got three fingers pointing or four, depending on how your thumb operates, (laughs) pointing back at you. Uh, So just be careful about pointing that finger at, you know, you make the change, you do it. Yeah. And, you know, you get tired of, you get tired of, get tired of, I I don't want to keep coming back to our book, but our book, we talk about this and we give you a, a, 
we shine the spotlight on our marriage of if you want change, you can't ask somebody to do something you're not willing to do. Yes. And so if you want your husband to do something, then you have to sow the seeds first. If you want your wife to do something, you have to sow the seeds first. And I can't tell you how long it's going to be before you reap the harvest. I just know the Bible is true. If you sow the seed, seed time and harvest will will last throughout the throughout the ages. And so if you sow the seed, you'll reap the harvest eventually. But don't let the season outlast your marriage. That's that I guess that's the focal point we've been trying to make for the last 15 minutes is, you know, I understand it's hard. I understand you're going through, but every marriage goes through things. Every marriage, every godly marriage, there's going to be times where you don't want to be there. There were times where I didn't want to be married. There were times where Renee didn't want to be married. That's that's part of becoming one. That's part of being more committed to the institution of marriage than you are the actual person that you're marrying. Right. Because what you want at this point is has nothing to do with it. It's all about what God wants for your marriage. Exactly. So once you said I do, it's too late to say I don't. You have committed to God that you are going to be a wife, that you are going to be a husband. Do exactly that. Be a wife, be a husband, according to the word. And, and I think it's it's important for, and I'm going to try to tie all this together. As it, there's, for our single people, there's nothing wrong with being single. Nothing at all. And I'm not sure how this got started in the church where, you know, if you get to a certain age and you still come into church on a regular basis, people look at you kind of funny because, you know, are you still single or you thinking about getting married or maybe your family or maybe sorority or fraternity brothers are saying, Hey, what's going on? You're not married yet. But. Well, maybe the enemy is just. Yeah. Maybe the enemy is just. Because everybody around you is getting married and you've been a bridesmaid in so many people's wedding or a best man. (laughs) And now you're like, okay, here I am. The clock is ticking and the enemy will try to use that as a, a trick as well. Yeah. Exactly. And so what what I what I just want to impart or let the single people know is that when you read the New Testament, the majority of the writers of the New Testament were single, with the exception of Peter. Every person who wrote a book in the New Testament was single. And so um, God can use you in your singleness. And because we've been imploring and I don't know what other word we can use. Uh, marriage is a ministry and you definitely don't want to come into um, marriage um, on your own and just say, well, I'm getting married just to get married just because God's standard is God's standard. And so what I want to, I want you to be comfortable in your singleness and don't try to, because COVID-19 coronavirus or corona, whatever you want to call it, don't um, make a permanent decision based off a temporary circumstance. I don't know what's going to happen with COVID-19. I don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus. I have no idea. Next year, 2022, what's 2021? Okay, we don't know what's going to happen in 2021. God does. And you don't want to say, well, I'm going to get married right now because you don't know what's going to happen next year. So be comfortable in your singleness. Be comfortable being you. 
and be committed to the Lord. This is time that you can dedicate to really set aside to have intimacy with God because when you're married, um, not to say you can't have intimacy and alone time with God and closeness with God, but you have other responsibilities um, that do pull you in different directions. So when you're single, you have more time to be totally committed to God than those who are married, I dare say. You should. You should have more time because you're single. So you're married to the, when you're single, you're married to, you're married to the Lord. You're married to the Lord. Okay. Uh, The next thing, which my husband already kind of threw my word out there is that. It was just uh, in my brain. um, Also want you to be conscientious. Conscientious is just being um, a person wishing to do what is right, especially to do one's work or duty well and to do it thoroughly. It's relating to a person's conscience. So you have to be want you have to want, you have to will to do what's right. Whatever your role is, whether you are a wife, whether you are a husband, you have to have a, a conscious decision that I'm going to be the best husband I could be. I'm going to be the best wife I can be. And that has nothing to do with what your spouse is or is not doing. Ouch. Um, because when you stand before God and he says, okay, you know, you had the responsibility of being a wife or you had the responsibility of being a husband. You can't say to God, well, Joe, uh, John, James, Sally, Sue, Sarah didn't do what he or she was supposed to do. What we want to do is we want to hear God say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And so it's important to do what you are supposed to do, regardless of what your spouse is or is not doing. Um, A scripture I want to read is in Colossians 4 and 17. In the King James Version, it says it this way. And I say to Archippus, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that name right, so... Works for me. Don't don't email us, because I'm (laughs) telling you right now, I'm not sure. Archippus, (laughs) take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. Again, the B clause of Colossians 4.17 says, Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. The NIV version says it this way, See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. Marriage is a ministry. And if you stood before that minister, your spouse, and more importantly, God, and said in sickness and in health and all of those vows that they read before you, then it is your job, it is your responsibility to make a conscious effort to be committed to the covenant which God has given you. And you talked earlier about um, your will. uh, God has given all of us free will. To make decisions, you can go as you want to go, come as you want to come. But like you were saying, conscientious, you have to, a person wishing to do what is right. And so even though you have your free will, I'm going to do what's right and not what I feel or not mm-hmm. what I think. It's what's right. Because our feelings will always oh, yeah. mislead us. Oh, yeah. Hey, your feelings will change. It's flesh, yes. Yeah. 
there's no good thing in it. Okay. (laughs) That's a a scripture. We'll have to give that one to you. (laughs) In your flesh dwelleth no good thing. So So, our flesh will lead us astray. And so you have to... You you have to will. There has to be your 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 will to say I'm going to do right by Renee. I have to say this, and I can't look at somebody else's marriage and try to emulate what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. because you're not somebody else. You're Renee, and mm-hmm. so I need to study you. I need to know you, and I have to do what's right by you, so you feel comfortable, so you feel secure, you know, and. Again, it's relating again relating to one's to a person's conscience. I I love that description um, because it says a a person wishing to do what is right, especially to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. So it's work, it's it's putting in effort, and I have to work to make you feel secure. We talked about this um, previous podcast. The number one um, thing the husband needs is respect. The number one thing a wife needs is security or to be loved. And um, we talked about that. And so you have to will you have your your will. You know, I'm going I have to want to do this to make our marriage successful. And I I just love that scripture. I didn't even know that that was in the Bible. Take heed to the ministry without has received in the Lord that thou fulfill it. Okay, yeah. you reading the word. Okay, yes, I get you. Yes, I, I read the word, dear. When, you, right. when you're not around, I, I, me, me and God, we talk. Okay. <laughs> so, um, speaking of the word, Romans 7 and 8 in the King James Version. For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. Sorry, that's the New King James Version. So again, it is in the word that in the flesh there dwells no good thing. No good thing. Um, The New International Version, NIV Version says, For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. So we need the Holy Spirit. Within our flesh, we can't do it. In within ourselves. <laughs> so this goes back to the importance, whether you're single or married, you need to have the Lord in your life. You need to have God because God is going to help us. He left us a comforter, the Holy Spirit, to convict us. That's another C. Yes. That's another C. Conviction. Yes. To guide us, to comfort us, to help us. He is our helper. We can't do this marriage thing by ourselves. Lord, God knows, and, I, and I'm speaking the truth, if I wasn't saved during some of the times and another plug for the book, but it's in the book, if I wasn't saved and said, okay, Lord, <laughs> I'm going to do this as unto you, we would not be here today uh, because Lord knows that there were moments in our marriage where I did not want to be married. I did not want to stay in the same house. And I did it as a commitment to God. I was more committed to God. I was newly saved during some of the um, hard seasons Mm -hmm. in our marriage. And I just wanted to do what God wanted me to do. And I needed the Holy Spirit to help me during those times. So it's important to note 
We need the Holy Spirit. We need the help of the Lord to help guide us through what we call married life. And I, the Lord just gave me another C. Coincidence. It's not by, there's no, it's not a coincidence that you're listening to this podcast and we're talking about the very thing that you um, are going through in your marriage. That's not a coincidence. So um, I believe God has set, you know, a divine order, divine time that for you to listen to this particular podcast and it's meeting you, it's hitting you right where you are. And so we're just trying to help you in your marriage, trying to assist you so that um, I don't believe in coincidences. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe God has um, had Renee and I go through things so that we could share our story with you so that you don't have to go through what we went through or if you, whatever you're going through, you can say, well, they made it through. And if they can do it, same God who brought them through what they went through can bring us through, you know, what we're currently going through. Right. And again, it's no coincidence because although we may not know you, the Holy spirit knows you Yeah. and the Holy spirit is using us to help you with whatever it is that you're going through. Yeah. We've never met, don't even know where you are, but I know you need this word. That much I do know. Yes. And and the Holy Spirit is there to guide you uh, as you listen to um, us. Mm -hmm. So the last C we have is conclusion. (laughs) (laughs) And Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 in the Message Bible, it says, God means what he says, what he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. So no matter where you go in this world, you're not getting away from God's word. And God means what he says. So, um, the conclusion of the matter is that's the conclusion. God remember, means what he says. Yes. Remember, stay committed to God. Stay. Remember, it's a covenant. Stay close to God. Stay committed. I think I said that yes. already. And God is not going to steer you wrong. Amen, sister. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.